Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Powercast. So today I have Eric Rokich and he is from Social Proof Consulting. Um, now I heard his name years ago, like when I first started out as a personal trainer about eight years ago, um, lots of amazing people in the US doing amazing things and we've never actually connected before this, but I saw a post that he put up on Facebook last week and I don't, I told him, I don't normally read people's posts, especially long posts. And it was a long post, but it really spoke to me. And he talked about the hustle mentality and how it has um, changed his life. And I really want to, that's something I'm passionate about. And I think so many people are caught up in. So I invited him on today and I want to speak about that and, um, and really share his message with the world. So thanks for joining. Oh, thank you. It's something I'm, I'm super excited about. I'm very passionate about this as, as you are. And uh, I think there's a message that goes along with it that people aren't hearing. And yeah. so that's where I was like, I think this is the thing that people need to hear because it's really, we talk about the hustle and grinds mentality. I think it's causing a lot more harm than people realize. Like we celebrate it. We think it's this amazing thing and you can get a lot of stuff done, but it's causing mm -hmm. a lot of problems. Um, mm -hmm. and people aren't aware of it. So that's kind of, I'm happy to be here to talk about that and, and just yeah. help out wherever I can. Yeah, thank you. What, so you just said like people celebrate it. Why do you think people celebrate that and wear it? Like, you know, I've said before that I was wearing that as a badge of honor years ago. Oh, yeah. Why do you think yeah. that is? Well, it's sexy, right? It's, it's easy to talk about. It's sexy. You, you hear those amazing stories of triumph where people talk about overcoming incredible odds because they've just grinded their way through it. And in a way, there's really nothing wrong with it. I think that's amazing. That's, you kind of have to hustle and grind at certain points to live that way. But it's just very sexy. It's not sexy. Like, let's put it this way. Peace of mind is not sexy. You couldn't put it on a billboard. It's hard to sell it because it's a feeling, right? Yeah. Hustle and grinding is a lot easier. You can just say, I worked 23 hours today, you know, and then this week I'm going to put in 140. It's easy to just show that. And people are like, wow, that's impressive. This guy did that. Mm -hmm. So it's just a lot sexier. It's easier to showcase than it is saying, I was able to do these things. I feel amazing about myself, but I'm, and I'm happy with that. You know, it's a lot mm -hmm. easier to do that. Mm. But do you think people can get the same level of success, results, money, achievements, doing it in a different way? Yeah, that's, I think that's, that's the million dollar question. The people who live that lifestyle don't think they can. And mm. I can tell you this for 100% certainty. Once I was able to actually get out of that mindset and that lifestyle, I actually made more, was much more, I was much happier, more peace of mind. So it's absolutely possible. It's just yeah. that that message is so consistent from everybody. You got to live this way to live that lifestyle. Yeah. That's what people believe. And then once they get caught in it, it's an addiction. It's hard to break. Mm, so yeah. they don't see that there's another way to do it where you can step back and you can have direct specific moments of hustle and grind, yes. but not yeah. every single day. Exactly. Exactly. My partner actually says use hustle as a, as a tool, not as a way yeah. of life. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's like anything else that we use, right? If we use a tool too much, we become dependent on it. Mm, yeah, right? yeah. Like, so you, the more you use it, the more you use it, you're like, Oh, I'm not gonna be able to get it done without it. Mm. So I think it's amazing as a really good tool, but structurally used in specific ways that are, you know, strategic because yeah. you know, like if you sit on your butt and you do nothing, nothing's going to happen. There's yeah. moments you're going to have yeah. to hustle and grind through everything to be able to get it done. Yeah. But if you just are strategic about doing it, right, we're designed as a species to kind of go through marathons but those marathons really in the long term are actually sprints mm. life is the marathon doing what we do are sprints so if we do sprints strategically that hustle and grind sprint mm. and back off a little bit that's okay that's yeah. okay it's just yeah. doing it so much that can be causing problems yeah and i i think even in those sprints 
you don't need to work 20 hours a day. It's like still get enough sleep, still eat well, you know? No, no. And I think one of the biggest things about that, that I found that is, is, you know, there's something going on and this is where there's a, there was a lot of red flags that I started to realize it. But one of the big ones is when I started realizing how guilty I was feeling mm. for not working. Yes. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. Is that right? Should I feel guilty for not trying to work? And am I getting farther away from my goals? Like if there was something there with that. And that's where I really started to all explore. It. And then I realized that it was impacting relationships. Relationships fell apart. All these things were happening. Friendships, business partnerships were falling apart. Mm. And it was all because of that. Mm. And so like you have to be aware of some of those flags, like feeling guilty. If you feel guilty about not working, there's something wrong. Yes. You should feel good about being able to get your work done and celebrate the time that you have and being efficient with that because mm -hmm. the more time you can have, the better it is for you. I mean, that's why you're creating a business and doing those things for freedom exactly. and for time. How can you create that freedom and time mm. if you're working all the time? Exactly, exactly. And I really believe as well that like this started with, you know, the industrial revolution of like, and, you know, years ago, it was this society where you had to either be born into money or you had to work more hours to make more money. And it's been passed down over the generations. And my dad, he's in his 50s, and he's still hustling and the more businesses he buys or invests into the more team he puts on the harder he works when it should really be the opposite and yeah. I got a good work ethic from him but I I thought that I had to hustle like he was yep. and yep. I'm interested to know like that's where I believe it comes from from society and parents and things like yep. that where did it come from for you uh well before I answer that you brought up that really interesting thing about the parents and, and society I just shared a post and the last thing I had in that post was by you living and working that way you're teaching your kids that it's the right way to yeah. live and work and that work is more important than anything else mm. and if you have generations of that yes like you said from industrial revolution keep doing that that's that's just gonna the way it's gonna be and yeah. it's it is it is passed down it is learned right we're not born that way yeah right it, it is it is a learned process um, with with all of it but I also feel that it's a learned process from parents, from society, but also from all the noise, mm. all the distractions that come out there when you have people promoting it and just blasting it out there saying, this is the way you've got to do it. Mm. And um, I forgot what your question was. It kind of went off on that. Sorry. <laughs> where, where you, no, that's great. Yeah. Where do you think it came from for, for you? For me? Well, I was always, I'll never forget. I was five or six. I played on a little football soccer team and the guy always, his favorite phrase was like, you always be tenacious. Like that's my earliest memory. He's like, no matter what in life, you're always tenacious. You always go. And so I always applied that. But I knew over time, I always had to work hard. I always worked hard for everything. And then it was just when you're young and you're in school, you work hard, you get good results. So there's, oh, you get that feedback. Oh, I work hard. I get good results. The real world, you work hard. There's no guarantee that you <laughs> yeah. get good results, right? But after that grunt, like that training of getting good results from working hard through school and peers and all that stuff. That's where it started to cement. And then for me where it overlapped and then just really blew up is when I started doing my own thing. Mm. I started listening to all those guys that mm. said that. And mm. I believe that's how I needed to live mm. to make what I wanted to make. Yes. And when I realized that's not who I was, mm. it was too late. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. How long were you in? Can you tell a bit of your story of like being in business and mm -hmm. what happened, like kind of like what you wrote in that post and anything else yeah. you want to share around, around yeah, that? Yeah, so 
I, I was, let's put it this way. I was never born an entrepreneur. I didn't even know what it was. Like I go to school, get a job. You know, that's all that I knew. I came out of college. I couldn't find work with a degree I had. And I met a guy who was running a construction company. I was like, ah, sure, whatever. I'll do that. And really quickly I moved up in that and I became like the second in charge in that. And I knew nothing. And he taught me all these entrepreneurial things, but I just watched him work. And I was like, Hmm. And so, and then I started realizing, Oh, it was all about the money. And so when I realized combine the hustle with all the money and I kind of live like, I was like, all right, that's the way I'm going to go. So I had another job, another job, started chasing jobs for money, left that, got really sick from working in the finance industry because I was chasing the money, working mm -hmm. ridiculous hours, commuting two hours each way. Mm -hmm. And then finally, maybe 11 or so years ago, ventured out on my own. All those years of working like that, I was like, I'm going to build my business that way. Mm -hmm. And I chased the money, which was wrong. And then I applied a lifestyle that wasn't who I was at my core. Mm. And that was just the magic fire that just blew everything up. Right. Mm. So at that point, I ended up having a business that just was, was a constant battle struggle. The relationships I were falling apart. I didn't, you know, all that mm. one thing led to the next ended up in the hospital mm. with about maybe a day left to live. The doctors were, went to go get a priest. I didn't think I'd make it through. Wow. And even then here's the craziest part. I got out of that. It took about a year and a half to recover from that. Mm you would have thought that would change my life. All it did was teach me how valuable time was. Mm. So I worked even harder from it. Yeah. Wow. And then it wasn't. And then I remembered what happened was I told you some of the flags. I started feeling really guilty about mm. free time. And then I had one relationship where I, I literally destroyed it mm. because all I was doing was working. Mm. And I remember the issues we were having. I was like, ah, I don't have to worry about these issues. I can just bury my head and work and feel better. Mm. And it was then when it fell apart that I knew something was really wrong. Mm. And so that's the abbreviated version of everything that kind of <laughs> took place. And that's where the journey and shift kind of went from to the other direction. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That's yeah. That's full on. It, it reminds me when I was pregnant with my second child and I was in and out of hospital because I was hustling and I was so sick mm. and everyone said, you have to slow down. You're making yourself sick. You're working too much. And I'm like, no, I'm just pregnant. I'm not an invalid. And I was just <laughs> pushing and my mentors at the time were like praising me for how much I was working. And I was making sales calls in labor for God's sake. And like at the time I was praised for that. And looking back, I'm like, that was stupid you know yeah it, it's crazy. Sure. i think i think you mentioned something that's huge is because you said your mentors were mm. were saying hey that's good that's good and you know what that's what scares me the most yes. is because we go and we see all this and we say oh, i'm gonna go work with this guy because he can help me get to x level mm. but again if that's not somebody that really i guess the word is resonates with isn't really aligned with who you are Yes. And you're in that left. They're going to tell you all the stuff that they've been preached upon and what they believe is right. Mm. And it may not necessarily be right for you. So when choosing a mentor, you've got to step back and say, is this person really kind of coming from the same mindset that I'm coming from? Exactly. But most of us don't know that. Like we're just so in that hustle. Like I got to get this money or grow the business. We don't stop to think, mm. is this person a good fit for me? Yes. We just leave it as this person get me to the level we want to get at. Exactly. And that, and I can tell for you from experience, that at the same time when things started really just blowing up for me and falling apart, mm. that was also another piece of that too. I had a mentor that was just crushing me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's like you said, it's not just the results they've gotten, but it's you match their mindset, morals, values, and lifestyle everything. as well. Like, yeah, everything. It's almost, it's almost like when you're choosing a mentor or somebody to work with, that should really be the first thing you look for. Mm. 
but again, that's not sexy. All right. Oh, I can get you to X level now in six weeks. You know, that's sexy to sell. It's not me like, Hey, this is who I am. This is how I operate. People like, no, they don't look for that. So, yeah. uh, but I've seen it a lot. I mean, one of the kind of unwritten things that happen in our industry or any entrepreneurial industry is how crappy a lot of coaches and mentors are. Yeah. Right. You know, you hear people tell you, Hey, they did a great thing, but you never hear them talk about how much those people actually hurt or messed others up until you bring them on as a client mm-hmm. and they say, Oh, this, I, this person did like, but it's all covered up. It's like just brushed yeah. under the rug kind of yes. thing. Yeah. Which is why I try to be so vulnerable and share my ups and downs and work on myself every single day. Like, you know, I had most of today off because in the past I would have, um, I, I fly to London tomorrow. I fly to Australia on Thursday. And today I was like, I just need to chill. And I rescheduled calls and I canceled things. Whereas in the past I would have jumped around and tried to get everything yeah. done in one day. And I'm like, no, I need to give back to myself today. Yeah. And you feel, do you feel healthier from that more, I guess, peace of mind, more balanced because of, because of living this way? Yeah. I had a, um, I jumped on a coaching call for myself this morning to do some mindset work. And then I went to the gym to kind of release that. Mm-hmm. And then I spoke to my partner. Um, he's in Australia and that's all I've done today. And I've just really chilled and given back to myself. Whereas in and, you, past, and you feel good about that too. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I, the clients I bring in now, they want that. Whereas in the past it was all about the money, like you said. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's a really good point that you brought up about the money. And you said that chasing the money was the wrong thing. What, what is it for you now? Like what is the, the right thing or the important thing for you? For me, it's, and I just finished a coaching program as well. We dove, we dove more into that, which was, which was great. Mm-hmm. And I knew it going into that program. It was more of me not chasing, obviously, anything. It was just I wanted to feel a certain way. Because in, in the end, all that money, all the business success, the, re- the reason we want it is just to feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. So, And for me, it's just peace of mind. You know, it's that constant, okay, I just want to be cool with what I'm doing, happy and be able to do the things I love to do mm-hmm. and not – you know, get super stressed, which is going to happen in business, but just have peace of mind. And I think that is the big thing. Again, it's not sexy selling that, but for me, that's where it's at. If, if I can have that peace of mind, have that, I guess you say the security, the comfort, knowing everything's taken care of and then being able to create something that there's an impact and it's helping others. Mm-hmm. That's, I know that sounds cliche, but honestly, I mean, that, that really is the truth. It's, yeah, it's not about chasing the money. Whereas where before is like all my goals were like, okay, by this age I had to have this amount by this age I had to have four businesses doing this. And yeah, uh, yeah. it just, the thing is with that, again, if that's not who you are, mm. it's just going to cause problems. It's never, it's never, you'll get there, but you're going to be so messed up after going through that process that that feeling of whatever it is you're looking for, you'll never find it. So you keep working and trying to find it. Mm, exactly. And I think that all comes from ego and wounds as well. Like, you know, with my example, it was because I wanted to make my dad proud of me because I never thought he was proud. And when I did mindset work on myself and realized that he'd always been proud of me, he just didn't know how to express it. I wasn't chasing that anymore. I didn't need that anymore. And so I attracted in different people and mentors into my life because I wasn't trying to make, have mentors be proud of me because I was lacking that from my dad. And I think when people escape as well, when you said about, you know, destroying relationships and things like that, I know for myself and I'm keen to know from you, like for me, relationships feel hard. 
like when you've got to deal with emotions, it's like, (laughs) oh, that feels uncomfortable. I'll just go over here and spend all my time in like, I spent all my time in, in business or powerlifting. I used to compete at a national Mm -hmm. level for powerlifting. And it's like, that's where I felt strong and powerful and in control. And the other stuff was hard. So I'm like, I'll just dive into that. That's that's the key right there. And this is the thing that I haven't found anybody talking about. And I, I'm trying to really spread this message is that mm. now, of course, not everybody, mm. but I've been through it enough and I've been away from it for years and I've helped enough people to know that when you're doing that, when you're working to something to that ex- extreme, whether it's work or powerlifting or triathlons or whatever it is, when it's that extreme, mm. the reason you're doing it is not to achieve what you want in life. Mm. It's to avoid the deepest issue that you have in your life. Yes. And it's so hard for people to, to realize that. And that was my, I mean, it was, I was doing that to avoid the issues that I was going through. Mm, mm. Plain and simple. And everybody else is doing it. And you can see it. And like, you think, here's a perfect example. Ironman triathlons are some of the most intense things you can do. Mm. And anybody who can accomplish and do those, I give all the credit to the world. But when someone who's working, you know, full-time job or full-time business, and then they're training 40 hours a week for that on top of it. There's, there's something you're avoiding in there. You know, there's, yeah. when, there's something you're avoiding when you got to put through that suffering and strain and stress. Yeah. yeah. So it's there. And I think that's where people really need to step back and be like, Hmm, what's going on? But it's scary, right? It's mm-hmm. scary to dive in deep and find what's going on. So mm-hmm. it's easier to put yourself and beat yourself up physically than mm-hmm. it is to kind of go in and heal yourself emotionally. Mm. And how did you come to that point where you realized what those wounds were, what the, what was going on emotionally and, and then how took, to overcome them? It took a while. You know, that was help. That was therapy. That was coaching, figuring out because all those years living that way, what it did is it just layered up all these other beliefs and structures on top of those issues yeah. that I couldn't see what everything else was going on. So I had to start peeling away mm. years and years and pain and struggle and all these things to go through to actually come back and realize what some of those were. Mm. And then it was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> now I get it. All that stuff that I had layered on, that was all bullshit. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's what this lifestyle does for you. Is it piles on a lot of bullshit. Mm. And you become that lifestyle. And once you become that lifestyle, it ingrains belief patterns and subconscious workings and mechanisms. And it makes it so hard to undo that. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's so important that we're talking about this today, that you put that up that post last week, because it's hard. I found in the past that when I was stuck in that, I people saw me as this strong, powerful leader who was getting shit done and making a difference and a role model. And I felt like, although I put up vulnerable posts, there was a lot of stuff about my past. I still wasn't being fully vulnerable. And I think people don't talk about mental illness or um, adrenal fatigue or um anything that's negative or like be truly vulnerable because they're like, well, people see me as a leader and then I won't get as many clients or I won't make as much money or I've got to show up as this kind of person. So how did you get comfortable with being more vulnerable, sharing that, that kind of, well, it's always scary. I mean, that post that I shared, I actually started that right now. It's what we're end of October. I had the headline first few sentences in January of this year. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, because I just something that they came in and I put it away and then all of a sudden it just hit me a few weeks ago and I just was like, well, let me start just putting some notes to this and then it just came out. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, you know, vulnerability with anybody is scary. But mm-hmm. what I found, and, and this is across any industry, this is across anything, anybody in the world is that we're tired of all the bullshit. We just want what's mm-hmm. real. Mm-hmm. We want to be, we're losing connection with people. Yes. And we're being taught that all this consumerism and materialism is the way that life makes us happy. Mm-hmm. 
And you know what? There's things to that that I think are great. You know, it's nice. It's cool having nice things. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm. But there's a disconnect that's taking place. Yeah. And when you are now more vulnerable and vulnerable from an, a really heartfelt place, mm. people are going to resonate with that. But yeah. it's scary. It's so scary because like you said, people are going to think, oh, I've got this business. I'm not going to get clients. And on top of that, when you live a certain like hustle mentality and grind, like you build this mini empire, mm. you've got all these people that now rely on you, whether it's employees or even customers and clients. Mm. If you're like, fuck this and I'm out, <laughs> then you worry about what happens to that business, what happens to those people. Yeah. So like being vulnerable and showing it, it I mean, it just, it takes so much so much strength to be able to step back from that type of lifestyle and what you're doing and being like, I really need to just shift something. And I can tell tell you for a fact and personal experience from people I know directly who have mini empires, mm. that's their biggest fear. Yeah. With that. They, they, they're miserable. They look great on the outside, but they're just, they, they're afraid of that empire collapsing and what's going to happen. Mm. You know, fear of the unknown, which is a really, really big fear among a lot of entrepreneurs. Totally, totally. And I think, like you said about, you know, material possession for the house, the car, the clothes, the whatever, it's like, if it's coming from the right intention, go ahead and buy it. But if it's coming from a lack or, you know, something like that or ego or whatever, then it's like looking at the intention behind it. Yeah. And, and the other thing to apply to that too is, well, there's nothing, I don't think, I used to think there was, oh, someone has like a Lamborghini. I'm like, oh, what? You know, that was my own money mindset. There was something wrong with that. But I'm like, if it aligns with who you are, as well and like you said it's coming from the right space there's nothing wrong with that like for me there's certain cars like yeah i don't drive around crazy really beautiful cars i don't that's not who i am but there are a couple that i'm like that's who i am and that's probably what i would end up getting and mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that like there's nothing wrong with celebrating the fact that you've been able to do certain things yeah because you were able to do that but if it's from the right place it's mm -hmm. fine it's when you go you know people put up the pictures of the huge houses and the cars and that's what they chase mm -hmm. again if that's not in alignment with who you are yeah it's going to cause issues. And a lot of times people put up those vision boards and whatever it is and mm -hmm. things, okay, I want this car and this house. That's because of outside societal influences and influences of people they allow into their lives that may not necessarily be what they want. It's just what others have. And they're like, I want what they have. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think going back to the vulnerable thing as well, the more open and honest we are as, as leaders on, you know, on social media, especially and, and show that, you know, Sometimes you cry, sometimes you're in therapy, sometimes you have health issues or whatever's going on. It makes people go, oh, this person's a human being and I also cry and I also go to therapy and I also have health issues and it, it makes you more real. They don't put you up on this pedestal and think that your whole life is perfect. Yeah, it, it helps you to connect with people. I mean, and you, you'll see, and I'm sure you see this, anytime you have a vulnerable post, you get more engagement with that. Yeah. Right. People are like, Oh my God, me too. Or the private messages and things along those lines, mm -hmm. because again, people just want real there. Yeah. There's, there's a shift or something taking place uh, and I'm not trying to be woo woo or anything, but there's something going on and there's a shift in this direction. People just want to be able to connect with others yeah. and they want real, they're tired of everything else. And the more real you can be and not use it from a way to manipulate people because knowing it's going to get engagement, the better off you're actually going to be. So let people in, let people see the sides that are screwed up because listen, we're all screwed up. <laughs> we really are right we all are to some we all have an issue of something so yeah no big deal right we all are we've got it what's a big yeah. deal exactly exactly but easier said than done right <laughs> it took me yeah. years to get to that point to be able to do that and share those things publicly which yeah. it did for you too yeah um but it, it is just just yeah just let some of that stuff out it's okay exactly exactly so 
you know, what I found as well over the, the last few years or so is that there's this kind of hustle crowd and they, they, I saw this a few years ago. I don't know if it's as prevalent now. I think it still is where they're kind of bagging out anyone who's anti-hustle mm -hmm. and they're saying, oh, well, they're just lazy. They're not working. They're never going to make the money. They're never going to be successful. They're never going to be well known. And then the, there are the people who are, you know, not doing enough, procrastinating, using excuses or whatever. Of How do you find like both any extremes aren't good, obviously. How do you find the balance between the two of getting, getting shit done, basically, being productive, creating, um, you know, helping people and creating the things that you want in the world whilst also giving back to yourself and having the kind of life that you want as well? Yeah, it, it's, it's a challenge, honestly, to find, find both of those because the reason people see that one side is because that's just the lens that they view it from. They don't know of seeing it from any other way. So when you, it's like anything, if you don't know something, you, you only know something when you're taught it or you see it and you have to, then your belief patterns have to align with that to make it work. So to find that, like there has to be a shift, right? You said the extremes, one side or the other are never good. Finding something in the middle. Usually what happens is someone is like, and this is, this is what happened to me. I was so on extreme one side. I was like, I'm going opposite side, right? The pendulum swings. Yeah. And then after you see the extremes and what causes it, you're going to come back to the middle. So, well, does it mean that you're going to, you know, go through a lot of crap on one side and a lot on the other to finally come back to the middle? For some people, yes. Some people, no. Mm -hmm. Just depends on your awareness level. But it really comes down to just finding the belief patterns that you have in yourself, understanding where those are, if they're limiting, breaking those limiting beliefs, and then finding the things from inside mm -hmm. that really align right with you mm -hmm. and moving in that direction. If you can move and really focus more of what's going on inside what your gut is telling you, what your heart is telling you, that's generally going to put you in the right path. But we've been through our entire lives, everything we've been taught is to say, okay, we need to think our way through everything. Everything's logical. Mm. And when you overdo that, you're going to end up in one extreme or the other. Yeah. And in the process of overthinking, we lose the ability to listen to ourselves, our heart, our gut. Yes. And that'll just keep pushing you out to the side. But once you come back and say, that doesn't feel right. Yeah. That'll tip you back towards being in between. That doesn't, oh, this feels right. This feels right. And it's going to put you where you need to be because yeah. your gut's never wrong. Yes. Right. Like anytime you go against it, how many times do you just run into some sort of roadblock or stress that pops up? Exactly. So it, it just comes back to really just listening to your gut, realizing who you are mm -hmm. and unlayering all that shit that's just happened over those years mm -hmm. to be able to find that. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, because, I, I, you know, when I was burning myself out all the time, it's like when you're at that point of burnout and when you're, you know, you can't you're probably not sleeping enough. You're pushing yourself too hard and you, you're at your limit. So you snap at people, you might yell at your kids. You're actually losing sales, losing money because you're too tired to pick up the phone or you're actually actively pushing opportunities away from you because you're so, you've got so little energy that you can't, you literally can't yeah. take any more on. And I think when you're, you're at that limit, it's actually detrimental to your health, your business, your relationships and everything else. And that's when you're too much in your head, like you said. And when you drop into your heart or your gut, it's when you're actually, you're, you're not trying to put too much into your day-to-day, week-to-week. You give mm -hmm. yourself that time and space, which then creates energy. And when you have time, space and energy, you're able to, and doing things like meditating, slowing down, being still, you're mm -hmm. able to then listen to your heart and gut and get these ideas of this intuition and self-awareness of what you do actually want in your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And a big part of that 
shift for me as well. It was including that, including the meditations, the journaling, going through all of that and, and learning that that was a process because what'll happen if someone continues to live in that lifestyle or chase the money or whatever, they're going to realize at some point it's not making them as happy as they thought it would be. Mm-hmm. So then they start realizing, trying all these other external things and realizing no, it's got to be some of the internal stuff. Yes. The thing that, that is just really strange to me. And I, again, I get it. It's much better now than it was as though, you know, that, that fear of being woo woo, right. That spiritual side of stuff, which right. There's, there's a condescending look upon a lot of that, mm-hmm. but it's a lot less now than it's been 10 years yeah. ago. If I were to bring up the word meditation, people would have thought I was a crazy person. Yeah. Right. Today, mm-hmm. a lot more entrepreneurs are doing because they're realizing that a living this way is not, not healthy. Yeah. So we have to come, come away from the fact that woo woo, if that's the phrase you want to use, there's nothing wrong with that, yeah. but there is a stigma against that. Because and there's just, it's the same thing as having a stigma stigma against you know mental health. It's the same mm-hmm. type of thing. It's all related. It's all tied in. But like you said, to create that space, you've got to have that. You've got to be able to find things that can create that space for you to be okay, be at peace of a peace with yourself. Because when you're at peace, that's when certain things just start to come out, yes. and you'll be like, oh, okay. And it's not an idea for like a new business. No, sometimes it's like, oh. I need to actually just take a day and do nothing, mm, you know, yeah. and it's gonna be so hard. But wait, I'm not doing this work. I'm not, what are, you know, you're going to wrestle with those old belief patterns. Yeah. yeah. But if you listen to the gut and you follow it, mm. you're like, Oh, I got something here. I yeah. got something. So the big challenge of all of it is finding if you're moving away from that type of really crazy lifestyle and coming into bed, it's finding that balance. Like you said, in between, it's really difficult because those old belief patterns, the subconscious is just working to push you in the way that you used to doing it. Mm-hmm. But if you find that space, like you'd mentioned, it's going to come back to you. It's just going to take, takes a little bit of time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's having patience and knowing that it's okay to take time as well. And I think, yeah. so when you said before that, you know, when you were given one day to live and that didn't change, what was the turning point for you? Like what was there a specific yeah. turning point that made you go, okay, I really need to stop this now. It, it was a pretty serious relationship that I had had. Yeah. Um, another one that I had destroyed. Okay. And I remember it falling apart. And I remember talking to her and telling her that I know something's wrong. Mm. But I didn't know what it was. Mm. And, you know, the relationship ended. And I knew as it was ending, I was like, I've got to get help. I've got to figure this out. Mm. Because it was just so many of those like important people and moments in my life that just kept I just kept messing things up. I was like, and I realized this, it was me. Mm. And it was that moment when I had that last one that I had basically destroyed that I knew something was really wrong that I had to figure out and had to go get some help for. Mm. And, and that was the journey that was probably six years ago now. Mm. And you know, it wasn't simple, Mm. you know, but I wanted to do it. And that's, I think where people have to come to that point. They have to want to make those shifts. They have to want to make those changes, but they have to be aware something was wrong. And it took another jarring life jarring event in my life for me to be able to become aware of that because obviously dying wasn't enough. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I needed something else to just kind of slap me in the face and wake me up. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And here's something too, just, just to to note on that about the whole death thing, everybody's going to, when they face their mortality, it's a very interesting experience. Mm. Everybody's going to handle it differently, but I had worked so hard and I, I was sick too. I've, I've had some autoimmune issues and that was one of the things that had led to it. But mm. I was in so much pain physically, emotionally that when I got to that point, I remember saying to myself, if I die, I'm okay with that. Like I was at peace. 
Wow. I was really at peace with that. And, you know, when they, I knew it was serious when they said well, we're going to get a priest, mm. but I'd come to terms. I was more upset with the fact that what it would have done to my family if I wasn't around. Mm. And so it was that, that I was like, that's why I'm going to hang around. You yeah. know, I'm going to make it through this because I couldn't do that to them. Yeah. And the interesting thing was, this was that lifestyle. It was, it caused so much of that, that I got to the point where I was a dad. I was like, yeah, I'm okay with dying. That's how much pain that type of lifestyle had caused me. How old were you then? 30. Wow. So young. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine like being cool with dying at 30 from that. It's crazy. Yeah. And I, and I look back and you hear these sounds cliche, you know, one of the best things that happened to me, it really was because I still had to go through a lot of things to learn to get to the point that I'm at now. But mm-hmm. it, it was the first moment of my life where I was like, all right, there's something like this lifestyle is not really right. So it was a big, big turning point and, and it really was. And it allowed me to continue that way and hurt myself more, but to, it, it gave me that reason so that I could figure things out. Yes. Yeah. And that's what it is for a lot of people. And uh, I, that's why I talk about it now is because I just don't ever, ever want someone to end up in that position for something so silly that that's really, you look back and like, it wasn't worth it. And it's still yeah. not worth it. Yeah, totally. totally. Like I could have been in that position. I could have had $10 billion. Yeah. I'd have been like, eh, you know, I'm okay with dying. And then, you know, it's still, it wouldn't be worth it at all. Exactly. Exactly. Like time is, yeah, time, connection, family, lifestyle is, is so much more important than than any money in the world. Like, yeah, and and I wouldn't I wouldn't have made it through hmm. that if it wasn't for family, because at the time where I was, they literally like I remember my mom, um, I was in a different state running business from different state. She literally drove to where I was living because I couldn't get off the floor on like she picked me up, carried me out of this place, and physically brought me to the hospital. <laughs> like if it wasn't for her, right, I wouldn't you know wouldn't have been through all these. So it was family. That's that's really what it comes back to is it's time. You're not gonna bring that money with you. Yeah. Um, but you're gonna bring the experiences and the love and all that stuff that you have mm. to that point. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, what does your life, lifestyle, and business look like now? Oh, I work a hell of a lot less now. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I still work a lot. I still do. You know, you do. You're going to, but again, it's moments of strategic hustle. Mm. You know, okay, yep. I know there's certain things I'm going to do. There's time. All right, this is going to be a busy time. I'm going to go with this. Mm-hmm. But you know what? If I take Saturday off, I do nothing. I take two days off on weekend, do nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm totally fine with that. You know, like I don't feel guilty. <laughs> like I feel again, I make more money than I did. Mm-hmm. I feel a lot lighter, a lot more free. Mm-hmm. And in fact, it's helped me find a lot of the old passions that I used to have mm-hmm. and find new ones that have come out. You know, with that, I spend a lot more time outdoors mm-hmm. doing things because I think that's huge. I think every person who runs a business or is a Type A personality should spend time outdoors. Mm-hmm. Yes. It just feels, it's not perfect life, of course. You know, there's moments of, you know, stress and, and anxiety and all that stuff. But it's, I mean, it's completely different. Yeah. Completely different. And I'm continuing to move in that path to keep even being better. Yeah. You know, there's always, always days you can be better with everything. So, that's awesome. and that means working hard, <laughs> but doing it the right way. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Is there anything else you want to add um, to anyone listening? I just feel if, if someone's watching this, and they've heard anything that, that we've been talking about and they're, they're living this, I just want them to pause for a second and just ask themselves, you know, what it's gotten them, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't mean like material. I don't mean a house or car or all this like, and, and freedom. I don't mean that either. I just mean it emotionally. What has that gotten you? If it's something, if it's brought you that emotional piece that you really want, that feeling that you really want, keep doing it, mm-hmm. right? Keep doing it. Mm-hmm. But if you feel like there's something, no matter what you get up in the morning, something's off, you're not able to put your finger on it. And no matter what you do to keep pushing to try and get it, it's not, 
you've got to stop and ask yourself, is it this type of lifestyle? Is it who I am that's causing this? You've got to reevaluate and you've got to find somebody to get some help for. If it's working with you, go ahead and do it Mm -hmm. because they're never going to find it Mm -hmm. if they keep working that way. Yeah, totally. Totally. Awesome. Thank you so much. It's awesome. Thank you. This is fun. Yeah. Yeah. I could talk for hours with you. Um, Is there, uh, where can people find you? Uh, follow you online or yeah so they can they can check out my website it's ericrokeach.com that's eric with a k and then the last name's r-o-k-e-a-c-h um but yeah you can just catch me friend me on facebook you know i'm pretty active on there social media with uh you know engaging with people so feel free you can reach out any questions yeah do whatever i can to help out awesome cool thank you so much all right thank you